0: Thank you.
1: stranded at third base. I'm Kev, I'm your host for tonight, and I'm happy to say this week's castaway is Dave Andrews. You there, David? How are you, Kev? How you doing? I'm great, mate. You looking forward to getting cast away on this island? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this now, you've listened to a few of these shows, so um, this is a little bit of a a fun thing we do to get to know other Yankees fans, so a little bit about David's story, Sixies' most favourite songs. um, Yeah, we'll just chat it out, so... We've kind of got to know each other over the past sort of few years through sort of Yankee Land and through the Facebook group and stuff like that, and you've done a few podcasts with us, so it's been good to get to know you, mate, but I'm looking forward to getting to know you a bit more tonight. Yeah,
0: hopefully hopefully it'll be a listen, we'll
1: see.
0: <laughs> listen. Again, one of the benefits, if you like, of the pandemic was working from home, listening to more podcasts, and all of a sudden just looking Opportunities you saw, you know. I think it's backflips and Nerd's first. Yeah, you saw a UK baseball podcast. Then I almost then saw Yankees podcast and been listening ever since.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's, I mean, it's it's great. I, I, we have a sort of small band of listeners, but um, I, I think between the Facebook group, the Moon Zone, uh, and Twitter, I think we, we can all keep in contact with each other and have a good chat about stuff and. It makes it fun, you know, it's not a sport where you can go and talk to your mates at work about it or, that, or even in the pub. So, our little community keeps us going, all right? So, let's jump into this then. Um, to question one, tell me what life was like growing up.
0: Certainly, so, um, man of Hertfordshire, I'm originally from the thriving metropolis of Chesson, <laughs> which is in East Hertfordshire. Um, if anybody has ever heard of Chesson, it's probably more likely to have been up until the last five, 10 years, it was the head office of Tesco. Oh, wow. So virtually everything in of school libraries, parents, mostly a lot of parents' jobs, people leaving school, all revolved around Tesco. Um, very much sort of East Hartfordshire, um, 10 minutes into Tottenham Hale, Victoria Line, another 10 minutes into Liverpool Street. We're very much in that Lee Valley, East yeah. Hart, West Essex. Um, part there so lovely location Um, so I thought the part of the 55 year old accountant had been taken in a previous um, episode but yet is another one so um, mum was originally always lived she lived within about 400 yards all her life um, in Chesson my dad was originally from Suffolk Uh, he was third generation railwayman Oh, um, yeah, cool. Eventually got a job in London in the office, um, railway offices uh, above Liverpool Street. Met my mum, who was working in the typing pool, and they set up home in Chesson. Um, didn't have a car, but, you know, a, a, for a sports mad um, youngster growing up, great location, either playing or watching. So, yeah. you know, I had the downside of most of the kids at school were Spurs fans. So, I stood out a little bit by being an Ipswich fan from, you know, from the dad, but all, all very good. So, so good, in fact, my wife is also from Chesson. And oh, um, yeah. it's all, uh, you know, all good from there. So, we're now um, two children. We moved to West Wales nearly eight years ago. So, we're, um, you know, happily ensconced in Pembrokeshire, lovely part of the world. And yeah, work. In, well, I was still working in London for a while after moving down here, but now now happily working down here as well. So all very good.
1: So that that's kind of near the border with England then, Pembrokeshire. No, no, we're well, we're, we're close at Rhyland. Ah, yeah, right. Sorry, I'm getting east and west mixed up I get You know, right. So you're right over Westfields. But I mean, actually, my ex my ex boss actually lives somewhere over that way, not quite right out to this to the coast, but he he lives in the countryside out there. I've never actually been that far over. I think the furthest over I've been Is it Cardiff or Swansea's further over, isn't it? Swansea have been to... Um, I think that, what Wales tricks
0: you, because you think the moment you've crossed over the Severn Bridge, ah, you can't be far away now. Yeah. And another two and a bit hours later on, and you get the Irish radio stations coming through. Yeah. The radio, it's... There's
1: loads of places like that down there. I used to visit Sherpton Mallet with work, which is down kind of... Um, what's that called again? Somerset? Somerset. Yeah, and, and you—it's you, you, like the borders in Scotland. You're driving for; it, it feels like three hours. You're driving, you've not got far. You know, within you factor in tractors and country and all that kind of stuff, and it's, it's probably similar when you go across Wales like that. And I can imagine that the the sort of the fast road network disappears when you get so far over as well.
0: You can get to Netley on the M4, then you yeah. draw carriageway through to Carmarthen,
1: So and then pretty are. much
0: a single carriageway on from there.
1: A big change
0: in lifestyle to come from the big smoke I mean, out to that, that was very much it. I mean, again, brought up in and around Hertfordshire, and did, you know, started work with British Gas um, as a trainee. Yeah, eventually, sort of working in the city, got used to you know that sort of London commuting lifestyle. But yeah. you know, what was one week during the summer coming on holiday to Wales became two weeks, became half terms, became significant events, and I think eventually it was, you know, this was where we wanted to be, Um, you know, sadly some mother and father-in-law passed away within six months of each other back in 2011, 2012, my wife you know, what would you like to do, I'd like to buy a house in Wales, and we sort of took it on from there.
1: Brilliant, Uh, I mean, that's what life's all about, isn't it? If you see, you see an opportunity and it makes you happy, then go for it. But okay. I I mean I I've got to admit, I've never lived in a big city. I kind of stay in the countryside outside Glasgow. I like visiting big cities, but I don't know if I could if I could live in one. I kind of like the quietness and in in the kind of. I'm I'm quite similar to you. The, the town I grew up, I didn't grow up in. I grew up um, in a town down the road, but I've lived here since I think I was about seven or eight, maybe nine. I can't remember eight or nine. Um, but my missus is from here. All my best mates are from here. So I kinda get your throne with that as well. It's how it certainly resonates. So that probably brings us on to your first song, by the way. I love your playlist. I know I say this every week because I, I do have a wide range of music, but every one of these songs is a cracker if you ask me. So um and some big bands for me as well. So um Yeah, your first song. Yeah, certainly.
0: So being a child of 70s and 80s, um, I think my wife says I've got a somewhat eclectic, which is usually a word for rotten choice of music. (laughs) But certainly whilst (laughs) growing up, um, favourite group was Simple Minds. And favourite song of theirs is Alive and Kicking.
1: What when the What's it gonna It's a gonna you your love is great way to start. Always reminds me of that advert when we were young. What was it? What was that advert for a game? Was it beer or something? I think so. I think it was. I think it was maybe Queen's or something. I maybe he didn't get it in England actually. I forget that might, might be the case. It was a Scottish one, but yeah, it was, it was on the telly all the time back then. But yeah, I do like about Simple
0: things. I've the, seen them a few times. I think the last time was in the 02, probably 2016, 2017. They um, were supported mm. by the Stranglers. Oh, uh, Jim Jim Kerr Jim Jim still had the, everybody on the. Yeah. his hand. I was with a couple of lady from work. It's yes, a uh, from Hamilton. uh oh, big, Yeah, big Celtic supporting band uh, She was. Yeah, John yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just. It's kind of hard to pinpoint sort of the biggest Scottish bands over the years, but they're, they're definitely in the show with it, without a doubt. I mean, probably one of the biggest selling, but. Um, such a great catalogue as well. I love Belfast Child's probably my favourite song. I think yeah, they're fantastic, but just a great band and it's it's music say aged well for me. Yeah. You know, I think it still sounds still sounds great today. Absolutely. Yeah, great choice. Um okay, so that brings us on to question two. When did you become a Yankees fan and why? Um I became yeah,
0: I mean if I just I can't Reiterate enough just how sports bad a teenager mm. I was, yeah. um, football, cricket, rugby during the um, <clears throat> winter as well at senior school, 1981, channel four, this new sport came along being American football, mm-hmm. and you know at the time I think you know one of the you know I had a couple of sporting guilty pleasures when I was younger, one was Speedway in oh, yeah. half cool. the team. The other one was, again, being down south, was Rugby League when Fulham started off. And on a Sunday, going from northern London to southwest London on the train wasn't the easiest journey. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's either quarter past five or quarter past six on the Sunday night, American football came along. And it was, you know, a whole new sport. And it was like you had to watch it on a weekly basis. And I became transfixed with American football. And I started... Um, watch it and listen, you know, you could listen to Armed Forces Radio Network, to the games yeah. or something Sunday like And there would be these times during September or October when there would be no American football, but there would be baseball. And to start off with, it was like, well, what's this? But then, you know, radio commentary, the commentators are so good. I like radio, cricket on the radio. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you began to see and hear all the terms that was coming through. And I just wanted to find out more about the sport. Love the, you know, sport. And once, when going through Liverpool Street on the train, I saw that <clears throat> there was an American football magazine called um, First Down. Then I saw there was a baseball magazine called First Base. Yeah. I started avidly, you know, get them on any trip. You could start reading up, get to know the terms, get to know the teams, get to know the players. And then mid-80s, Channel 4 started sharing it. Um, Dare I was saying Martin Tyler, I think, is a big baseball oh, fan, and really? he was fronting it on Channel 4 at the, at the time. Really good. Um, and I think there it was ITV used to show a game game of the week on at like 3 a.m. So you set the recorder, you could watch it. Gradually fell in love with baseball. Just loved the game. Yeah. Um, I joined American Bank late 90s, and again, A lot of the people there over in London trying to find out about the American scores didn't have really the Internet. I think the terminal in the office was used to get the latest scores. (laughs) And you saw, you know, you could speak to people knowing about the sport. You could speak to people and you were this odd Englishman that liked (laughs) their sport. (laughs) I got the first chance to see Go to New York with the company January 2002 and managed to see the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Cool. And then July 20, um, 2002, got the opportunity to go over again. And it was like, don't care, I want to see a baseball game. Didn't matter where or when. <clears throat> and at the time, if I was going over there, let's get there on the Saturday, at least have a day where you could explore so you weren't just going office to office. Yeah. Now, remember, I landed... Um, midday on the Saturday got in the hotel, put on the television, had to look through what was, the you know, you've got GSPN with the fixtures scrolling along the bottom, New York Yankees at home at five past four perfect literally dropped everything went up to um, the Bronx, I'd been warned by a lady in the office don't go to the Bronx on your own don't go to the Bronx on your own (laughs) Went to the Bronx on my own. And I got yeah. there two o'clock for a four o'clock start, not knowing if I'd get in or not. I didn't know Bill it was old-timers day. Ah, oh, brilliant. So I managed to get in a cheap seat on the old upper deck, right out past... Um, it was probably closer to the bleachers than it was to third base. Yeah, yeah, I know you yeah, are, yeah. Got in just after, yeah, just after two o'clock. Michael K. and... John Sterling were already doing the announcements on the pitch, oh, yeah. and you could you knew enough to know some of the names, but I didn't know everything that was going on. I our team too, and yeah. it, it was the day that Reggie Jackson got his um, number retired. Yeah, um, then there would be the old timers game before the game started. At five past four that actually didn't start at five past four because too much to Jesse in the office's way apparently there was an armed robbery three blocks from the stadium oh they'd start by half an hour but Andy Pettit was pitching for the Yankees and just oh, yeah. the first moment you know first pitch having had the all the preamble with the, yeah. the announcements, then the old-timers game itself, and then the game. I just fell in love with the stadium, with the Yankees, and that was then my team.
1: Do you know the thing I've said a few times on podcasts, there's a lot of things we can we can slag the Yankees organization off for, but there is. I don't think there's anyone who does the historic stuff and looks after the old guys the way they're doing to be part of the old timers day man what a, what a baptism that's absolutely brilliant and that was just such a I absolutely loved that team I loved it so I've said it many times sorry I know it's my favourite player but there's just so much talent in that team and you know young talent and experienced talent and you're, you're kind of looking at it now it'd be the perfect roster these days and yes. yeah my so I, story. I mean so in terms of the I mean <laughs> as,
0: as is the one so 20 years on but the, the Yankees did lose that day um, yeah. but uh, Pettit was um, starting pitcher you had Posada Wilson I know Soriano's one of your favourites yeah Dion B um, uh-huh. as well as as well as I think um, Jita was injured that day so Enrique Wilson was shortstop oh I remember Enrique yeah Enrique Wilson uh, yeah. Nick Johnson Rondell White Realm on DC Rondale
1: White. Ventura. Ventura as well. Wow. So, so it was like a bit of a mixed up up then in terms of okay, a, a few of the a few of the, the, the big stars were missing, but yeah, still cool. So it was just, I mean, I'd look, it was, I managed
0: to get a seat, the, the attendance was given out of 55,000, but it was just, a, you know, that wow factor that you were there.
1: So you in that kind of little bit with sort of curved the background at the top corner up there at the, where the stand kind of wrapped around you? Yeah, I, I, I thought that's what you were talking about. Fantastic story there, I love it. Well, well, imagine Stop. even getting in that day because it's such a popular, even getting in that day, it's such a popular day for tickets. It's, uh, it's great. I've got to admit, maybe I was just blinkered to but I've, I've been to the Bronx a few times now and I've kind of never really thought about it. No, no, I did. I didn't, and you know, again, it's that.
0: Well, probably, you know, if you're going from the subway station to the stadium, there's not a lot of real trouble that you can get to. You're not
1: venturing. You you and I thought so, and I. I, I've got to admit, the first time I went, that kind of bit underneath the the kind of subway rails and stuff, uh, the the train tracks, or it, it is kind of it's dark and a bit dingy looking and stuff like that and it is kind of a wee bit like i don't know what way around this place and stuff like that but there's just so much atmosphere going on down there it's really? like there's a buzz around that area and stuff like that and you're like and there are people shouting and the streets are busy and all that kind of stuff you're just like this is cool i've got to admit the new stadium it's it's a bit more open down there when you go to the new stadium because it's a wee bit further up the street and obviously they've opened it up because that's just about part now, so it's not quite as dark as not as
0: enclosed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? But yeah. And, and I'd
0: arranged to meet because not thinking that I'd go on the Saturday, I'd actually arranged to meet a guy from the office to go on the Sunday anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think he was a bit shocked to see that I was going Saturday and Sunday, but it was like yeah. but by going with a local, we went into one of the bars by near the stadium probably a bit more of the, 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 you know, the experience.
1: The experience, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think going to a baseball game, the kind of stuff you got involved in that first game, there's so much of that kind of stuff going on. I still never made it to Monument Park yet. Yeah, every time I've arrived, I've been too late to get in there, which is a bit of a kicker. I was really annoyed the first time we went because we went early. It was 2003 and we went early to get into the old Monument Park. I was really looking forward to it and uh, we just never get in. It was just too busy. That day was, was September 11th Memorial, I think I've talked about this before, yeah. but it was also, there was a kind of, um i it they call it, what were they, was The veterans they call it for the war, they had some kind of thing going on for that as well, so it was, um, there was a bit of stuff going on and I think they, they closed the monument park early because of it, so we were a wee bit gutted with that because that was one of the things we were looking forward to, but yeah, magical, it's great you got to experience that. Exactly. Just straight up and straight out and in his old timers there, and all the heroes <laughs> of there. And the thing is, like, that's so much of the Yankees is these old players. Yes. You know, that's what makes the team special. And again, being liking sports
0: anyway, yeah. it was some of the names, some of the old names that, you know, I like baseball, but actually you knew more than half the names that they'd mentioned, you know, with a you know another trip in hindsight, you think, okay, do a bit of research beforehand; you'd know them all but yeah. actually it was great just to you think actually I'm not completely alien here because I know a, I've heard of a lot of what's going on.
1: Yeah I mean like there's, there's people like DiMaggio as we talked. this I think me and Brian um, talked about the are trying Do the sport do you know they're just names that, that you would know even if you I knew them before I was into baseball and even like Babe Ruth and people like that you've heard these guys names before when you were even into baseball but yeah, that's.
0: But I story, to lover. So that'll so,
1: bring us on to. Oh, I was just going to say. So when I went back on the Sunday, Jeff
0: Weaver was the ah, his cool his of, yeah. first game. He was the pitcher, and I actually got to see my first Yankees home run on that second game, that was um, scored
1: by Derek Jeter. Do you so, have a but, home run. Nice. Nice. Um, I can't even think who had the home runs in the game. I was at. Maybe Gian got one. I think, mean, but yeah, great stuff, mate. Love it. I mean, it's it's just you think you look back to that period and the quality that was in that team and realize we've been quite spoiled growing up with the Yankees, and it was that sort of period in the mid the mid tens that you realized how good just how good that team had been from the sort of late nineties right through so, to probably two thousand seven two thousand eight when it started to get a bit of a decline. Um, Okay, it's it's one where Yankees have always, well, you know,
0: if you think, you know, all the number of World Series have been up there, but that team was surpassed anything there. Yeah. And even if it's a dip at the moment, it's still better than a lot of the others. It's just a dip in comparison to where they have been. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt.
1: So that brings us on to your second song.
0: Um, you two are another one of my favourites and you know probably a lot of my records as we're going through anything with a twanging guitar seems to get quite high to the list and you know even better than the real thing is always been one of my sort of one of my sort, two three favorites and i just thought that you know even better than the real thing actually just fitted in quite nicely with it actually being a yankee stadium Chances you won't be
1: denied. When my heart is wet, it's always been. My head is somewhere in between. Give me one. choice I, I struggled with the idea of getting you two into mine i actually seen seen you two live at crow park in dublin I think it was fantastic like 70 000 people there or something that was exceptionally good um yeah top band and i've Dolan.
0: seen i've seen them the again the o2 was the last was the only time that i've seen you two but they yeah. just had bruno just again had the whole crowd
1: in the palm of his hand uh, crowd. Mm-hmm. They're just a phenomenal band and you look at the longevity they've had you know they've all stuck together yes. um i mean whether they go on or don't go on it, there's never ever seemed to be any kind of fractions between them um original line-up and all that kind of stuff it's fantastic yes. yeah and probably
0: one of the other songs that I remember from from that night was again from an introduction perspective it's where the streets have no name oh so. but, but just from the moment that that started, everybody knew
1: what it was and it just erupted. Benj is phenomenal as well. I mean, he's just just, just a great band. Great choice as well. So that brings us on to uh, to question three, not song three, sorry. Uh, You have seen the Yankees live, so tell us about your favourite game you've attended. I would have to say, you know, to start off with, Seen them
0: in London in 2019. Yeah. And I think it was a bit of a roller coaster for me because, again, when it was first announced, it was trying to get tickets as quickly as possible. And then my son swims for the county. And that weekend, he was asked to swim at a gala in Bristol. And All all of a sudden, there was like bottom lip out. Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't mind missing it. And you know, again, wife being the eminently sensible one was you can leave us in Bristol, you can leave us near the pool, get the yeah. train in, no change, no, no difference there. Pick us up on the way back. So I was lucky enough that I had um tickets for both days. And on the Saturday, because again, being in Chesson, now, with um they've got a line that takes you straight through to Stratford. So I was All able right, to yeah. get the train from there. I was I was staying with with friends in London but it was just that almost sense of disbelief that you were watching your team in London yeah and you know again everything just beforehand you got off at the station and just the thousands of fans that were there you know in you know I wish I'd known yourselves and a yeah, lot more of a group beforehand It's one even if the Yankees don't come back if there's a game there it would be great to have a meetup
1: oh I know it I mean, I met so many people there that I had seen on Twitter, you know, and he just it was, that was one of the magical things about it. And there's a good photo kicking about somewhere uh, of me and Jack and every other person in the photo is a fan of a different team. They've got a different shirt on. I think there's about ten of us in the photo, maybe more. I can't, I can't, I can't even think who it was, but there's there's basically me and Jack are the only Yankees fans. There's no Red Sox fans, just me and Jack are the Yankees fans, and the rest are all fans of different teams with different jerseys on. I was not quite expecting there to be so many fans of other teams there. Uh, I really, that, that was one of the things about that whole weekend that really, I, I loved, I really, yeah. I thought the whole baseball community in the UK are, are, are buying into this and showing their support for to try and get their team here, which is is great. Absolutely, I mean, that, that's, a, that's
0: similar, you know, if the NFL games in London. There's every team that's there, and this was another example where you know people wanted to be seen to be supporting baseball. You know, coming yeah. over, and making sure it was a success. So every team that was there was, you know, it, it was a great party weekend.
1: Oh, it was, and do you know what? I, I also had never experienced the stadium before. Obviously, you might have, but that yeah. avenue of bars going down towards the stadium. You come out, the show, how good was that? Yeah. It was just, it just. It just made it even better because it was that area, and it was just like people were all just congregating in there, and that was where you were banging into people, and ah, just uh, a magical weekend. It's, I think we've we've talked about that a lot, and I think we might have some plans to do a live show in the future. Just get everybody that was there on, on the show and do a bit of a live show and chat about things, and ah, just just there was just so many people buying into the whole thing, you know, from from all sides and. The only like negative to me, and I think I've mentioned it before, was that I thought that there was a bunch of the Red Sox fans who being been a bit obnoxious. But once we were in the stadium, I, I never really felt that. It was more, yeah. especially on the Friday. Um, but the, the guys, the guy sitting beside me was from... Was from Liverpool somewhere. I can't remember what he told me. I can't remember exactly where he was from in Liverpool, but he a, a Red Sox fan, sorry, for a long time. And you know, he was just such a nice guy and we had such a good time, you know, just chatting about baseball and stuff. And he was there with his, wife. his wife's wife, like, I don't know anything about this game. She's like, I just came for the day out, but, but it just, uh, it was just great, you know, and there, was, like, it wasn't, there wasn't any animosity between us at all. And there was American Red Sox fans who we were going to chat to and stuff. Just great experience.
0: I, I, I think Sarah put out a picture one time about, I think when she saw John Sterling and Susan Waldman. That's right, yeah. And I think from looking at it, I was up and past and upwards. and um, So I was really pleased with the seats for the first day. And what sort of, I was, again, Yankees fan sitting next to me. We had a great chat all the way through. Never met him before. But uh, I think other people have said during the course of the game, people would try and sit lower down. Yeah. Which therefore meant as you were sitting higher up, you actually had, Less people, you know, if there was more people there, you actually had that bit of thing that you could space that you could just enjoy the game.
1: Yeah, I was was right behind the Yankees dugout, eh, not dugout, sorry, the bullpen. So literally five rows back from it. Um, So it was quite good getting to see like Charpie warming up and stuff like that because if you ever get a chance, I know he's not his favourite guy in that, but. I've seen it a few times in Toronto as well. And what's good in Toronto is you can actually stand right above the the bullpen. Yeah. And see the noise when he throws his fastball and it hits the mat. Honestly, it's exceptional. I don't know if he throws as fast these days. I mean, back then, I remember at the game, you would watch it, he would throw a picture everywhere and everyone would go and look up at the at the radar on the board to see what he threw it at. And he was touching 105 miles an hour and but see I him in the the bullpen is just crazy. The noises he's got make the catcher that makes of off of a fastball. But yeah, as you say, just a a superb weekend, a nice mix of I mean, about a wee bit of British flavour into it as well, which I really liked. You know, I think um, they kind of were conscious that they were in Britain and just. They did it
0: very well. Very well.
1: I know we've talked about it to death, but I mean, everybody from the UK that comes on this show is going to probably have a, a same answer isn't it for me it never gets old and I think, all, I think everybody loves hearing it at the same time over because we all experienced it and had, had that fun on that weekend
0: <laughs> I did I've done uh, the, I, I used to people used to laugh because they could almost see my trips as being you know, they, they thought I was engineering the dates to get there on certain <laughs> <morning>. and, <laughs> uh, well. but, but you know there's one time um, again asked over to work during the April and there was a Mets fan in the office and we got to see and you know agreed we were going to go and see it was the Mets Diamondbacks on the Sunday oh, cool. and the game was rained off on the Saturday so we actually got double header oh, and we cool. went there um that was at Shea at the time but we, she went by, she
1: even better?
0: but we went there by boat from um uh the East Pier oh, wow. and as and we saw so we met and, near the office in lower manhattan and as we were walking across there was this guy just saying can you stop there for a minute please you know being the goods you know brit abroad it's like of course we'll stop here no problem but there's a few of the americans after a while it's like why are we waiting here and the guy said oh we're just doing a, a street scene for spider-man ah, and if kill. there was anything to actually say bloody hell i'm in new york yeah. it was almost that kind of <laughs> But um. But, you know, even for players that day, you saw Tom Glavin, Randy Johnson, Brandon Webb pitch. And every time, unfortunately, it was, if I went, if there was a day either side, I'd try and take some holiday just to see baseball. So there was one trip I remember going over and I actually did a Thursday to Tuesday. But I actually did six games over (sighs) that spill. So (laughs) Thursday night, Mets Braves, Friday night, Yankees Red Sox. Saturday afternoon, Yankees Red Sox. Sunday was I went down to got the train down to Philly, to see him play the Expos. Oh, cool! Monday up to Fenway to see him play the Orioles, and then uh, back to New York for the Tuesday to see the Blue Jays. So again, yeah. that was just a nice, you know, to see games cool thing, and, yeah. and actually do a bit of traveling around. And again, some of the guys in the office was, you know, you'd go with, and you became as being that joke figure that was the Englishman that liked American sports. But in the end, it was, if you spoke sensibly about sports they enjoyed, it was like they took pleasure
1: in... I've always found found that. I've always found that, like, you go there and think, oh, you like about baseball, don't you? like, yeah, yeah. And then they start talking to you about it and when they realise you actually know what you're talking about, in a lot of cases, to be honest, a lot of fans from over here are a lot better educated on it than yeah. a lot of fans over there because they've got so much going on, they don't immerse themselves in it quite as, as much as, as a lot of us do, so but it's, turned, it's turned full circle now because the, the Premier League's taken off big it's time nice, over there, yeah. so I like to remind them of that whenever I, when I get any grief for it. But it's, it's kind of funny when you say that, Like I do set up quite a few work trips if I can, yeah. To meet baseball, but I've been to so many games in, in Toronto because I would traditionally go over for a show with our um, Canadian distributor, and for some reason every time that show was scheduled, the Yankees happened to be in town, so I would fly out. My work was fine with me. I would usually fly out if the the show would start at the week. If the show would be the Monday, I would always fly out on a Friday, so I was flying out in their time, but give myself a couple of days to adjust to the time zone and stuff, so that over jet lag and that kind of stuff. Really, it was just a chance for me to go and see some baseball as But my work was fine. I thought they would pay my deal for a couple of days, my food and stuff. They bought it a few days early, so I've been fortunate that way. The good news at the moment is um, we've got a new customer we're working with in America who's based in Philadelphia. So once all this settles down, I'm hopefully going to try and get a game at Philly because I've always kind of fancied going to see the Phillies and yeah. Joe Girardi and they've got quite um, a few players I like and stuff like that. So okay. uh, again, you, I mean, having and
0: this was Old Yankee Stadium. Going yeah. to when they built Citizen Bank Park, not only getting out of the sort of subway station of Philadelphia, and you were just hit with four different stadiums.
1: Yes, yeah, they're all actually,
0: together. Yeah, and again, it was all together, and the old sort of joint American football baseball stadium was blown up to be a car park for the. What the was, that stadium. was
1: it called? Shrine Park or something? No, that's the wrong stadium. I think no, I forget the name. But I, I actually. Is, is it there that they've kept a bit of the wall from the old stadium or something that sits in the car park isn't it and I, I remember actually uh, I'm kind of weird I'm a bit of a, a geek for stadiums and stuff like that I don't know why I just get a strange fascination with sports stadiums around the world and stuff like that oh yes a fellow a fellow geek um, yeah I'm, I'm quite weird that way but I have a fascination with um, stadiums and stuff around the world and, yeah I was just trying to
0: I was just trying to find the name. It's one of the stadium. It will come to me in a while. Britain's Stadium. Ah, that's the one. That is the one.
1: Yeah, so it's... Um, uh,
0: again, I, cool. I remember going to one game Yankees. So Hank, Ryan and Bill would be the people in the office and literally yep. they would, we would speak on a daily basis. And I had the advantage where, you know, when the iPods came out, I would listen, I would download Michael K. Yeah. I would, and I think at the time the fan was doing a 10 minute recap after each game, download that podcast. So at least when they came into the office, I could almost talk intelligently again yeah. about the previous game. And going to games with them was just an experience, and I loved it as well.
1: It is good. I mean, there is no doubt about that. Like, if you go with someone, the first game I ever went to was with an American guy, Frank. And he just really, really got us immersed in the sport more. You know, we'd always kind of watched it from over here on TV, but he got us immersed in it and stuff like that. And, like, it's, it's just great. I and mean, don't get wrong, that is a brave trip you did to scramble all that into six days, I've got to admit. But what well, a cool thing you do, I mean, you come back and say you've, you've ticked off, you know, yep, absolutely Fedway, Yankees, Red Sox at Yankee Stadium. Uh, was that City Field you went to? Was that Shea in that trip as well?
0: Uh, Yeah, Shea first, then Shea was the first one, then there were three at uh, Yankee Stadium, being told, one at Citizen Bank and one at Fenway. Brilliant,
1: because I've actually drove past Fenway back in the day when we were going back from the Yankees game, we were going back to Long Island and we drove right past it on the the freeway so I got a good chance to see it and uh, one of the times I was over with work it it was February time so there was no baseball but a few of my, quite a few of my mates over there mentioned a few things about Mets fans where were out in Woodside, went for a burger and stuff and they said Mum will take you up and show you the stadium. So there is a photo going about somewhere off me doing this right beside the big apple outside side. It is a cool park, I've got to admit from the outside the Ebbett's field look of it is pretty cool. Um, but I've heard it's really it's actually a really good stadium inside to watch a game. I would quite like to go but it's just never worked out in my schedule no, you know, I've been true. there to to go. To. But I would like that it. it's definitely one of my big mate Frankie over there wasn't because he does not like I, think,
0: I think one one of the last times I was there, and it, it almost got to the stage where if people in the office knew I was going, they would arrange seven, yeah. eight, nine to go there. And what, I think one of the last times was um, front row of the bleachers. Oh, and oh, yeah. Yankees did a ninth inning, a uh, late innings comeback. Sort of started coming oh, yeah. back seventh, 8th. Then Mo was warming up straight in front of you, oh. and it was. So I reciprocated with some of them that take them to a 2020 game when coming over. But there wasn't quite the same interest from then as it was about the cricket than it was for me about the baseball.
1: Yeah, I don't think they have much time for over there at all. They're almost disparaging towards it. Yeah, they are. They are, yeah. Yeah, Don't be wrong, it's pretty similar up here, mate, but (laughs) but yeah, they are. um, they are definitely pretty disparity in the awards. But, but any team I've heard it coming up, um, they do have a bit more respect for rugby though, as I've found anyway, because obviously it's, it's a harder sport and it's played without the pads and all that they use in American football. Anyway, that takes us on to song number
0: three. Song number three. Um, so again, it comes back to the Olympic Stadium. I can't refer to it as West Ham's own home ground, so it's always going to be the <laughs> Olympic Olympic Stadium. Um, there's probably two or three records that bring, make the hairs, you know, on your neck just stand up. Um, a couple of them have been revolved around when the Sun's been swimming, where they do the sort mm-hmm. of preamble before the final session. Yeah. But one of them was um, back in the late 90s, Ipswich managed to completely blow a promotion chance for many occasions. But one yeah. of them, Radio Suffolk, At the start of the day, he said, "Today, these team, these players could be heroes," and they played "Heroes" by David Bowie, and that just got yeah. yeah. Then during the Olympics, when the you know Great Britain team was walking down the track, they would play "Heroes" again, and I just thought again the Olympic Stadium, seeing the Yankees there in 2019, that was a suitable song.
1: 2012 Olympics
0: was phenomenal. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. As, as, as I was managed to, I think I managed to get tickets in like the what, seventh losing ballot or something like yeah. that. And it was the 8am women's hockey and it was, I think both kids were like, you know, can't we go and see this or that? And it's like, it's this or nothing. Yeah. But we managed to get in the Olympic Park at 7am and I think between that, managing to get... As people left, the Cup of Box was doing resale tickets. to oh, let yeah. in. So I think we got in to see Handball for a fiver. Brilliant. And then while we were there, it's like, well, should we try and go up in the orbit? We went up in the orbit, and that then took you down with a view into the Olympic Stadium during the athletics.
1: Oh, brilliant. And so
0: I, th- I think we, yeah... We got in the Olympic Stadium at seven, or got in the park at seven, and I think we left about half past nine or nine. And it wow. was just it eight was days, just, you know,
1: a great day. It was just phenomenal. It was like, I remember what really kind of annoyed me before it was all the negativity about the costs and all this crap. It was just I'm absolutely brilliant. I love the Olympics anyway, but having it here in the UK was just, and every channel, you know, the BBC had a bit of, Twenty-five channels on, so you could pack and watch it. Awesome. I, I, it was never off. You know, was no. never off. I, I was just watching it all. And we obviously had the the Commonwealth Games two years later as well, which was a phenomenal experience up here as well. So, yes, just brilliant. It was a brilliant time for sport, and especially the UK. Absolutely, you know, we just won the Tour de France and all that kind of stuff. So it was. But, uh, you know, there was even things.
0: even things like you know, the, the, I think the triathlon. Working, I was That's working right. off um, near. Mayfair, and the triathlon was going past Hyde Park and they would go out lunchtime. It was the only time I've ever seen people talking on the tube. It was just, you know, it was actually when we were welcoming to visitors. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it was just a superb.
1: I was, it was great. It was so well done and I loved it. Even the the opening ceremony at Danny Boyle done was just phenomenal. I remember people watching, it was one of the things I was laughing at on social media. People wanted it to be rubbish and you could see like it's just starting people it? and then just the way it all kicked in you know when they were forging the the rings and all that and then the just the way we went through and then it was like the bit in the house i quite liked when they were doing the music and the, nobody was talking to each other they were all techniques. it's just like that is the way life is these days you know what i mean but uh, you can always trust that and to get it the closing ceremony was a bit kind of cheesy right enough but i thought the uh i thought the opening ceremony was just phenomenal but i think the power, they just went from there it was great yeah, you can't that. really think that that's 10 years ago. That's what I was just actually thinking there. It's 10 <laughs> years ago, isn't it? There's a time gone, but uh, great memories. I loved it. Um, okay, so question four and five is when I quite like it. It's a wee bit interesting because it's great to hear what people's different opinions are on this. So, question four is who's is your all time favourite player? I've
0: got two. I mean, okay. I, 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 I'm always Pardon? I'm all already with that, yeah. That's right. i, I mean Being a pitcher, I saw Andy Pettit never seemed to have a Mr Reliable, never seemed to have a bad game. That pick-off that he would do from back oh, to first, yeah. it was, you know, when he left, there was a hole. When he came back, he was still superb. Oh, I it him. was excellent. Um, you know, he would always pitch game two in any series and it would yeah. always be a gimme. Because yeah. he would be there, and he would always pitch well. Um, I think because of that first home run, I'd always say Derek Jeter.
1: Yeah.
0: I've still got one of those blue cotton t-shirts yeah, yeah. that with Jeter from what, well, probably twenty years ago. Amazingly, still yeah. <laughs> perfectly wearable. But yeah, yeah, because of that that home run. But then he always the way again we we hark back. To where we are today, but the way he led the team, the yeah. way he led the players, and he always clutch moments. He always delivered. He always seemed to have the right words for any o- occasion. You know that even that yeah, when the stadium closed, the last oh, game in yeah. the stadium, Never he just that. had. The, you know, he was that true Yankee, but it was the way he had those words for any occasion. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. I, th- I think just um, the respect he has among his peers and stuff like that as well. You know, like, um, what was the shortstop guy, he ended up coming to us later in his career. He was at Toronto and stuff, always wore number two, oh, his name just escapes me at the moment. But like the amount of shortstops that have come through through wearing number two because of him. And guys are not associated with the Yankees, but it just shows you just how well thought of he was in the sport. He's a phenomenal guy. and. I mean, you can take those last season tours a little
0: bit cheesy. You laugh at all the every every place that they go, all the various all the stuff, that getting, the, the yeah. stuff that they give. But you just think that last away set at Fenway and the ovation that he got
1: yeah.
0: was just, you know, you actually think, yeah, it transcends
1: everything. Yeah. With just mean, that respect. Despite the rivalry, he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. and I kind of, uh, I think I mentioned it before, it kinda of annoys me a wee bit the way there's trying about be rewriting a history at times with him and it was it was happening quite a big way when he got his um Hall of Fame nomination. There was like people on Twitter kinda of being disparaging oh, about him yeah. and stuff like that. And I'm like I think we did a podcast about it actually. I think me and Chris did a one. Chris was probably on a rant about it, but you just like you either didn't watch him or you just you're just forgetting it's, how
0: good he was so easy to do you know again being an ipswich fan i, I took yeah. no great more pleasure than beating a big city big spending team yeah. and then you know came back and people saying, who do you support thank you. oh look at you now you know just glory hunting because you want to yeah. win it's easy to kick the players it's easy to kick the team that's true yeah but yeah
1: you mentioned Andy Peter as well i mean uh, just an absolute hero of mine and, and you look at the influence that Pettis had in so many of the you're, like, you're listening to Sabathia talking about him yes. he, there's so many guys he has such a huge influence uh, I hope they'll get him back for like spring training and stuff and keep him around <laughs> That's of spring training happened right off. but um, hopefully it's a whole different story in itself yeah as a, a whole podcast on its own which is coming soon I believe uh, we should try to work ourselves up to and work out what we're going to do but yeah there is definitely something coming on that. But yeah great choice i'll give you both of them that's that work for me one pitcher, one without field player so that brings us on to song four so the uh, andy
0: mentioned on his um stranded at third about one of his first concerts was at the dominion well when i started going out we sort of come you know come wife chris our first concert that we went to was also at the Dominion, and that was Deacon Blue. Yeah. And having mentioned, you know, our favourite song from them, and also then having mentioned about the words and the way that Jesus spoke, it was um, Dignity is a special song to me. There's a man I need, walks up our street. He's
1: a worker for the council Has been 20 years And he takes no lip off nobody And litter off the gutter Puts it in the
0: bag And never thinks to mutter And he packs his lunch in the sun that's back The children call him boogie He never lets off But I know cause he once told me He let me know a secret About the money in his kitty He's gonna buy a dinghy Gonna call her
1: dignity.
0: And I'll sail her up the west coast through villages and towns.
1: I'll be on my holidays, they'll be doing the rounds. They'll ask me how I got her. I'll say I saved my money. I say isn't she pretty? That she called. Good choice, mate. I like that. I was actually due to see them um, the week before Christmas, and uh, we cancelled the gig. We actually cancelled the tickets, and a couple of days later, it was just when everything was going a bit crazy, and we were worried we were going to be yeah. isolating and ruin um, my son's Christmas. So we cancelled the tickets. To be fair to Ricky Ross, he came out. The day after, I cancelled my tickets and said, look, we're, can't, we're postponing the gig because we don't think it's fair on people. They were hoping the government was going to do it and it never happened. So, but yeah, I mean, they're still, honestly, there's some bands you see yeah. life, and the singer's losing their voice and stuff like that. The two of them still sound amazing, him and his wife. Brilliant. Honestly, they're brilliant Five.
0: Without, actually... bring, without bringing yeah. it around full circle, one of the times that I've seen Simple Minds at uh, Wembley Arena, Deacon Blue was there support.
1: Oh, was it brilliant? See I um, I wasn't actually I always liked Deep and Blue but I wasn't that big into them. But my missus is a huge fan and I got her tickets to see her, It as a Christmas present maybe four or five years ago for getting now. And we went along to it and I was absolutely blown away by how good they were live. And from that moment I got really a bit more into them, started listening a lot more of their albums and stuff again and it's nice you go north of the border twice, mate. I like that. Yeah you go. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Question five, this is a a fun question. So we've created a time machine and we can transport you back to any game or moment in Yankees history so you can attend their live. Which one would you choose?
0: I'm probably, you know, a soppy soul. Again, can I have just, if I briefly mention the second one? Yeah. Um, So Ryan and I would speak a lot, and I think it was during the 03 playoff series. Ryan had tickets to one of the the divisional series games. Yeah. And it was at the time, I think we had NASN, and even though we I'm got sure. it live, there's like a 30-second delay in seeing it. Yeah. It was a small delay. And dante has got a home run, and I called him up. And I just called him up, and he, I think, was shocked to not only get a call from me, but actually think that I was 3,000 miles away watching it live. <laughs> yeah. And whilst I was on the phone to him, Yankees got another home run. It was back-to-back. And just the atmosphere, the noise, I mean, the, the, the yeah. line dropped. And then I was able to watch it on the TV. And It was another home run. And it was like, oh, we well, yeah. just wanted to be that noise, that crowd, and out there. But um, oh, yeah. I think being, you know, my, my actual choice, being a soppy soul, Um, I'd like to go back to that first game. First mm-hmm. yeah. um, of all, it helped me now appreciate... I'd get there well in advance. It'd appreciate all the names and events more so. Yeah. I'd also, you know, you'd love it if you were in a block, you know, everybody from this group, you've got sort of Ryan, Hank, Bill, all from work that, you know, it would be a really special occasion. I would also take my wife and kids because they would actually realise that why, you know, by being at a game live, you can actually appreciate why you watch it. You miss some of those nuances On TV, again, I think Andy mentioned you're almost getting your senses hit as much during the breaking play as during the play. Yeah. And you actually just realise just what a great day, a day out in the baseball is. And I'd love them to be there as well to actually, so I could just say, this is the reason
1: I love watching the game. Yeah, I completely get that. I mean, my family have no interest either. But I do think if we actually ever get a chance to go to a game, they will probably understand that a bit more. But that's a great choice. I like that because, as you say, going back, when you understand the relevance of them guys on yeah. the pitch, now, you know the names, but you maybe didn't know the yeah. relevance of them, for instance, like Yogi, for instance. Exactly. You probably probably heard his name, but then you realise he's the most decorated player, I yes. think, ever in history and, and a phenomenal character. It's just like, yeah, I I get that. I think that's a great answer, David. So I Bill's favourite player was probably Mercer. All really,
0: right, yeah had not heard of, but he'd wear, you know, he'd go to the games wearing a Mercer shirt, and it was, you know, and it was just, you know, seeing mentioned. He was probably, I don't know, either when I went there, he was either probably either playing or commentating, but yeah. actually to actually hear from him again, why Bobby is his favourite, and just that whole Yankees experience.
1: Yeah, and I think that's the getting that passion from someone. I think it makes a huge difference you know, like, I mean, I've had it with people from not from here, and I've taken them to a football game and they kind of, they start to feed off your passion and, you know, why you love the players and why you love this and that. And yeah, it's just that, I guess it, when you're trying to, when you're late to a sport, I suppose, then it's just trying to, you kind of want to immerse yourself in it and living, living for these guys' dreams and hearing about their players and their heroes and stuff like that, it makes it all the more real, I think. Yes. But yeah, that's a great choice, I like that, because uh, like when you were saying that earlier, I could kind of see that point, like, I could see where you are coming from with that, so that's a great shout. So that takes us on to song five. Um, last concert that I went to,
0: again, pre-pandemic, was the Killers in Swansea. Oh, yeah. um, and the song Human has also been taken to heart by the Scarlet's fans, so oh, yeah. on a wet evening watching the rugby. Um, and again just that whole um, experience about being surrounded by people that love baseball that I thought human would be a perfect choice I did my best to notice when the call came down the line up to the platform I was broad, but I was kind. And sometimes I get nervous when I see an open door. Close your eyes,
1: clear your heart. Cut the cord, are we human?
0: Or are we dancers? My sign. And I'm on my knees Looking for the answer Are we human
1: Or are we dancers Not quite sure about it I already dancing means right enough in that song, but I absolutely adore The colors I've probably seen The colours live maybe 10 or 12 times. Absolutely loved them. First time i have ever seen them was um, a tiny stage at um, Tina Park, just when they were starting out. One okay. uh, of my mates knew about them, one of my mates had heard about them. I said, we need to go and see this band, they're really, really good and they were fantastic and that kind of got us all hooked on them. But yeah, great choice, love it. Love it. Um okay, so this brings us on to the final question. I'm just going to point out again, you can't take a toaster under there's no internet, Mark, if you're listening. Um but question six, you can take one luxury item and one baseball book to this desert island. What would you take?
0: I love radio commentary. Yeah. And even if a game is on TV, I've got the you know the MLB package that gets the radio commentary. and you know i'd almost rather listen to john and susan than watch um again being sun swimming i'm up at five o'clock five mornings a week to take him to the pool and the number of west coast games that you can still be listening to yeah um, yeah between five and six o'clock in the morning it just gets you that you know even if it's a different radio commentary the way that they bring the stadiums the games to life are just superb um so it's um that um i love visiting sports stadiums you know it was a thrill to go to madison square garden Thrill to go to yankee stadium um i think i showed earlier one of my favorite books is called the baseball park ballpark book yeah it's about at least 15 years old and it's got Chapters on, you know, classic stadiums, old stadiums, gone but not forgotten stadiums and what I would love, and it's a little bit like your wind up radio, but if you got turned a page with the pictures and it would actually start a commentary from that stadium a game.
1: Not only would Mark want to take a toast of your want is to invent a whole new technology. Like it. It's not like, like one of those kids, kids
0: <laughs> ones, but <you laughs> yeah, I know it what you
1: mean, press yeah. the button That's the thing. But yes, I just want that. Yes. Yeah, I still think a wind-up radio is valid. I don't know if you would get a side, you did an awful big aerial, but I still think a wind-up radio is valid because you could take it there and wind it up. And just to have music and, as you say, be able to listen to sports commentary and all that would just make life a little bit more bearable indeed i i i get absolutely ripped to bits on the podcast about not reading much the funny thing is i struggle to read like chapter books i suppose you would call it kind of longer books like that but stuff like that book you've just showed me is right up my street so i'm going to be on ebay looking for them when we go off on the and see if i can find one it it was true so on there was
0: another guy that i was working with he lived down on the jersey coast yeah, and he it was, it was odd because I don't think he could understand me, and I don't think <laughs> I could understand them. But I loved everything to do with American sport. His wife loved everything to do with the royal family. Oh, and, wow, you know, yeah. I, 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 and when I went to their house, his downstairs was a English bar. Cool. His wife almost like had a royal family shrine part of the house. queen and and all of a sudden they hated sport but it was like just watching having someone (laughs) just wanted to watch American sport it was it was bizarre but it was they would often say oh you know while you're down here they'd either take me down you know Jersey Shore some one time went with them Atlantic City another time even if it was just shopping mall and I would always say look if we go to a shopping mall I go bookshop and I would get two or three or four books, and that would, I could bring them back, and then on the train commute, when I was working in London, I could just sit on the train with a book, and it would yeah. be at some point of the Yankees, and you could just immerse yourself in there. Yeah,
1: like the history and the, the culture,
0: mm. and yeah. So I've, I've been, I think, meaning for Rob and Sarah for a while, I've got a heap of bo- books here, I'll come up with a list, and if anybody wants to... Read any of them. Be more than happy to.
1: Yeah, there's definitely out. A, a book exchange thing going on between you know Chris, Sarah, um, Rob, cause, uh, Mark, there's quite a few of them. Um, yeah, I've actually got a couple of books here as well that I'm willing to throw into the mix. One that I have read. One that I've tried to read. I just don't have attention span for it. I'm, I prefer to listen to things. So I've actually got Audible now. Um, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to traveling with work because when I'm actually on an airplane or something, when I start concentrating on these things, or when I'm maybe sitting about an airport, but when you're in the house, there's just too much going on. Your phone's going off, and you can't you can't really listen to them properly. So um, it's better when you're on an airplane and everything's switched off, and you can just lie back and listen to these things. But, but yeah, I'm sure that the the uh, Yankees UK book exchange will be. Alive and well. I mean that, that um Lou Gehrig book I've got there Mark sent to me at least ten years ago. I think probably something like that. Um but yeah, it's it's on offer to anyone else who wants it. Um I've had it for that long, I've offered it back to Mark, but he said just keep a hold of it and see if somebody else wants it. So um the luckiest man it's called. But yeah. So before we cast you away to this desert island, we have one final song to take with you.
0: One final song. Um, I think I mentioned before that when seeing Simple Minds, they were supported by the Stranglers. Um, and again, it's probably the first time that I've actually known seen a concert with just as many people there for the support as they were for the main act. Yeah. Um, I thought Always the Sun would be one somewhat apt for the desert island, but also... Yes, Of course. Sun. Just somewhat act for London 2019.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's not always something we associate with, with the UK, but definitely that weekend. How many times have you woken up and prayed for the brain? How many times have you seen the papers, of abortion, the blame? to play I was always told at school everybody should get the same Pleasure to to catch up with you and get your story here. Unfortunately, I need to send you away to this desert island. So oh, there you go. Enjoy your time with your, your book of baseball stadiums and the talking pages.
0: Pages, <laughs> if I
1: okay. can. Yeah, the, the talking pages. Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Um, but at least they didn't ask for a toaster. That was uh, Rob's. Rob's actually written Mark about that <laughs> constantly since it happened. But yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, mate. I've really enjoyed it. So bye, Uh, thank you ever so much. Great stuff and hopefully we'll get someone on again soon. Good night. Take care.